Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning, listeners, and welcome to Real Presence Live. We are here at St. Anne's Catholic Church in Bismarck, North Dakota. I'm Karen Selensky, along with Father Craig Holcalter. And just very blessed to be here once again. A week ago, we were here for the live drive, Father. It's becoming your home, too. <laughs> I just walked down the steps, and so are you now. <laughs> yes, yeah, a wonderful place. And so we are very grateful for Father Craig Holcalter to help us out. You're um, welcome. And appreciative that, uh, you know, we just continue with everything that we are all good at. So. Just like that, just took a week ago on the live drive, Karen. We have a great show coming up. Absolutely. It'll, it'll go fast. We have four guests. Yep. And they're all going to pack their own punch. I'm looking forward to it. Yes. It's going to be exciting. So before we start with our guests, Father, if you lead us in prayer. Absolutely. Yes. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. From the Gospel of Matthew. As Jesus passed by, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the customs post. He said to him, follow me. And he got up and followed him. While he was at table in his house, many tax collectors and sinners came and sat with Jesus and his disciples. The Pharisees saw this and said to his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? He heard this and said, Those who are well do not need a physician, but the sick do. Go and learn the meaning of the words. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Heavenly Father, through the intercession of St. Matthew, uh, whose feast day we celebrate today, an apostle and evangelist of the church, give us the grace through the heart of Matthew to respond to the call of Christ, who we know looks upon us as he did Matthew uh, centuries ago. As we receive this grace today, may we be active with our faith, uh, profess our love for you, and follow you to overcome our sin. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you. Blessed Feast Day, Karen. Yeah, that's pretty neat. More graces for us. Absolutely. <clears throat> well, we're excited um, to be here today, and, and we have our first guest on site here, Eileen Markell. Did I say Markell right? You did. All right. Well, welcome, Eileen. Thank you. Thanks Please. for having me. Good morning, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to have you. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> So, Father, I know you had... Um... Yeah, so I met um, Eileen. I met you a couple of months ago. She, um, along with Father Sattler, the pastor here at St. Anne's, she contacted Father and um, her and her husband, Jake, uh, along with kind of a core group, which I want to get to, yeah. um, because I think something I want to pull from our conversation in the next half hour, Eileen, is is friendship. Like, I think it, I think you're very passionate about it. I and <laughs> and you you see that in its basis, right? It's such a good day for this, right? Because the basis of Christianity mm-hmm. is a friendship. Yep. And Matthew was a friend of Jesus, mm-hmm. and we can't forget that, listeners, right? It's all it's all it's about friendship. And Eileen uh, Markell uh, facilitates and really guides a group 
called Branches in the Bismarck community, which is a group of young adults, if you will. And I want to get to all the kind of the sticks and twigs and rocks and stones of, of kind of the guts of, of the group, Eileen. But first, tell us about yourself and your husband, where you come from. And then we're going to move right into uh, how branches surfaced in your lives. Great. So uh, I am originally from Pierce, South Dakota, which a lot of people think North Dakota and South Dakota are the same place, <laughs> but they're not. They're not. Uh, they're not. <laughs> South Dakota is a couple degrees warmer. Jake will fight me on it, but it's true. Um, I uh, was recruited up to the University of Mary to play a couple sports, uh, ah. and I chose tennis. And then while I was up there, I met Jake after he uh, discerned out of the seminary, which was great. And so in 2015, we met. Uh, I graduated with early childhood and elementary education. Uh, we got married in 2018, moved off campus. Uh, he continued to, he actually worked for you, Mary, for a little bit. And I taught one wonderful year at, mm. of preschool at Cathedral of the Holy Spirit. And then when we went online for COVID, we pulled our daughter, who was just a couple months old at the time, out of daycare. And that was God's way of easing me into being a stay-at-home mom, which is what I always wanted to do. So now I just stay at home with my two little nuggets and <laughs> do the branches and come to these things. <laughs> the Lord's good. Absolutely. Yeah. Working yeah. through COVID. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So tell us about branches. Tell us kind of yes. its, um, w- w- you know, what what makes it and when it is and and so, your purpose. And I know you're going to tie in friendship for our listeners. Oh, you bet. So uh, the branches is a young adult gathering where our mission is to gather any young adult from the Bismarck and Mandan area. So it's any parish within our diocese together to form connections and friendship. That will help them then branch out back to their own parish to become more involved and also just to become more enlivened in their faith and find their identity in their faith instead of otherworldly things. So right now, uh, we host quarterly events. So just once every about four months, very intentionally, um, that we don't do it too often. Mm. We start with uh, adoration and confession at 530 at the cathedral that leads into praise and worship at six and then holy mass at six thirty. which after mass we then just walk down the street and go over to the cathedral for just a night of fellowship and fun and conversations and all things good it would talk about a a, a night that packs a punch i said that in the <laughs> beginning of show it's you know karen that's beginning with uh, time before the eucharist and then a moment of praise and worship and then leading into the mass and then going into there's, there's a lot of gospel in that and <laughs> what you're doing. I mean, God bless you and your yep. efforts. What, Absolutely. what is the crew? Like you kind of have a, a planning committee or kind of a core group, if you will, do. Yes. that takes care of the nuts and bolts of it. I know you're heavily involved in the scheduling and arranging the spaces and yes. So we, um, so Matt Lynchoni has, this podcast where he talks about the working genius. And so our core team is actually comprised of some of our best friends who all have a different working genius, if you will. So they all have different gifts from God. So we've got people that are great planners. We've got people that do not want to plan, but they just want to be told what to do. Uh, We've got people that are great at evangelizing and really just want to be there to be the conversation starters. Um, And then I uh, 
my love language is hosting. I love <laughs> hosting. I love all things platters and aprons. <laughs> and so I get in there and I love setting up the environment. I'm the one that goes out and buys the decor, which some people may say, I could care less if there's a scented candle. <laughs> and I say, well, I don't care because I'm going to put one <laughs> on the table anyway. That's and great. so we, uh, our core team, yes, we are the ones that are more in charge of getting the night all put together and the space set up for everybody to experience it. Do you think, Eileen, that um, what is the experience you're, you're the people who, you know, because you're getting, I mean, you're getting what, anywhere from 60, 70, 80, 90, 100 young adults, ages, yes. what is the kind of your age parameters? So we very intentionally age at uh, 21 because we serve alcohol. So okay. post-grad to 31 years old because there is also, there is another wonderful group called Beyond Belief and they are more catered towards the older young adults. Um, and so since we have so many young adults in the Bismarck Mandan area, we realize that so many of them within this age range are kind of getting lost in the weeds mm-hmm. or they're coming from out of college where maybe they had wonderful groups at college or, you know, up at you, Mary, you have three chapels that you could just happen to walk into any time. Mm-hmm. And then you come out into the real world, which can be hard. And they don't have that solid foundation of friendship anymore. And they don't know how to find it. Mm. And maybe they're not as tenacious with finding it. Mm -hmm. And not everybody is called to host a young adult group. Not everybody is called to lead a Bible study. And so that's why we formed the branches so that it could be the place where everybody can come to to find their own little niche and their own form of evangelization. So I I can be the tenacious one. I say, here, everybody, here's this awesome group of anywhere from 60 to 100 people. Okay, now you be an adult and you go out and you ask somebody Mm -hmm. to go to coffee. You go out and you start a Bible study or go and ask somebody, can I be part of your Bible study? That doesn't mean that you have to lead it. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. You know, and I think um, when you, you're right at that 21 to 31 years are the the years that I think people struggle, mm-hmm. um, you know, those young adults struggle to stay connected. Yes. And so how do you get the word out though? Is it just through A lot of or? it is word of mouth. We okay. have a Facebook page called The Branches. Um, we do, uh, we have a, 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 somebody in our core group who is great at marketing. So he designs our posters and he designs our reminders. So I give him the information. He makes it look great. We blast it to all of the parishes in Bismarck and Mandan, ask them to pull it, put it on their screens, print out and put it on your boards. We've asked the priest to advocate for us, you know, at the end of mass. And then a lot of it is word of mouth because with the friendship piece, we tell people you need to be intentional. Like if you want people to come to the branches and if you want to have a good community and if you want faithful friends, don't just text them, call them and <laughs> tell them, I know that you need to be there. Or maybe just say, hey, I can see that you're struggling or you look like you've got a great faith life. Come anyway. Mm-hmm. So how often do you meet? Once every four months. Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. When is the next one? And we'll get back to that to Eileen just for our listeners. So our next one is going to be either end of October or early November. Right oh. now we're working with Father Eli to see when uh, the cathedral can host. So we always do it on a Tuesday. So maybe everybody just black out the last Tuesdays of October and the first two Tuesdays of November. <laughs> well, that's pretty neat. So is there a cost for it? Not 
to the people that come. Okay. Um, we are we're considered diocesan sponsored in the sense of anybody from the diocese can come. Uh, the diocese gives the core team a stipend to help with all the decor and to help with all the setup. Um, but then right now, since Father Eli had taken on the branches and hosts it, um, Cathedral ends up being able to help us out with paying for it, which is amazing because when we had started the branches in 2019, <coughs> the core team that we had originally formed, we were the ones that were footing the bill for everything. And so it was, it's so nice to be able to have the support of a faithful community. Yeah, absolutely. You talk about it. Well, and you're giving back too. I mean, I think, you know, you hit it on the nail and we'll probably get back to this after break, Eileen, but I, I think 21 to 31 I mean, I was in seminary formation, and, and Karen, you can, as mom, you know, of, of, <laughs> of, of children, you could um, probably witness to this or testify to this. But it's it's hard because, especially with you know, University of Mary is is very robust in its identity, mm-hmm. and and too, I mean, just being a priest, I know working with young people, UND, NDSU have have very strong Newman centers, mm-hmm. yeah. and then people move back, and if they're not married, if they're not dating, yes, they don't have like. Even if it is one, they don't have that social support. They don't want it to be mom and dad or grandpa and grandma. <laughs> and, and they may not have siblings in the area. It's a, It can be a very isolating yes. decade. You can get lost in the weeds very easily. And so that's why we want to make sure that we're promoting the branches, especially by word of mouth, so that the young adults who are maybe lost but maybe don't want to admit that they need more or don't want to admit that they desire a better faith life, they can just come and they can just be. We're not going to sit them down and say, you need to do Lexio Divina with me right now. We can sit down and say, hey, I do want to get coffee and talk about it somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Because since the branches is a bigger environment of 60 to 80 people, we know that it's not the place to necessarily have those intimate and vulnerable conversations. And that's why we want young adults to take it a step further and invite a different intimate conversation where they can be vulnerable about their faith and actually ask personal questions. And how right. awesome is that? Right? <laughs> it, yeah, it's, I think it's I think it's wonderful. I mean, oh and goodness. it's so evang- it's so evangelical. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, I mean, the fact that after break, uh, Eileen, I do want to talk about kind of how it started. I mean, it sounded like it was really a kind of a, a holy group effort. It's uh, you know, Absolutely. you you reference Patrick Lencioni, who's a fantastic writer. And has a lot of good practical, yes. you know, practical skill teaching for to live the gospel in, in the world. And it seems like you really assume that, you and your kind of core group, along with your husband, Jake. I, I think it's fantastic. Absolutely. So we are visiting with Eileen Markell here about the branches. It's a young adult group in the Diocese of Bismarck. We're going to take a quick break, but we want to visit a lot more. She has some great additional information to share with us, so stay tuned. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges... We want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA. Or 
make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Do you know a priest who has made a difference in your life or at your parish? One who has helped you through a loss, discern an important decision, or celebrated the sacraments with you and your family? Real Presence Radio would like to know about these amazing priests. Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com slash contact to nominate your priest. And each week on Real Presence Live, we will recognize one of our priests with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Help us honor our fathers by nominating your priest today. I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director of Riverview Place. I've worked my entire career in healthcare as a social worker in the hospital, skilled nursing, and hospice settings. I love my job. Not only do I get to work with a caring, dedicated team that displays human kindness to every resident, it's a privilege to offer seniors a lifestyle that reminds me of what it felt like to grow up in the small rural town of Buffalo, North Dakota. To join our faith-based community, call us today for a tour at 701-412-1952. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Thank you for staying with us on Real Presence Live. We are here at St. Anne's Catholic Church in Bismarck, North Dakota. I'm Karen Slonsky along with Father Craig Holcalter. We are visiting with Eileen Markell, and the sun is coming out. It was windy and cool this morning, falls in the air, but we are just going to enjoy this Rocking fall weather, rolling. aren't we? <laughs> Absolutely. Eileen is talking to us, Karen, about, um, and to all of our faithful listeners, about uh, a group called Branches, which is a young adult group in the Diocese of Bismarck. And just before the break, we talked to Eileen about how it seems like friendship really is foundational to all of this, and particularly for those young adults, 21 to 31, who may or may not be uh, with somebody, uh, even to the point of being married with children. Mm-hmm. Um, Eileen, speaking from your own experience and, and offering maybe just some guidance and insight, why do you think it is so important? You know, Maybe to the person who's saying right now, they're, they're going to graduate in April or May, and they're thinking, mm-hmm. no, like I'll have plenty of, <laughs> you know, and yeah, I'm going to live my faith. And wh- yeah. why do you think this faith and friendship, the two Fs right now, are so important and Coming from your own experience. Yeah. So people need friends and not just friends, but good, faithful friends. So I think about my time at Mary, and when I played tennis up there, I was not just surrounded by women who just happened to like to play tennis with me. They were good, faithful women who held me accountable for my actions and my thoughts and my desires and who asked me to do the same for them. Mm. And I... Four of those women were bridesmaids in our wedding. Oh, I am cool. super close, yes, That's to uh, cool. some of the other ones. And you do not get that with sports teams very often, no. you know, which is so incredibly sad. But I think about how they, when I started dating Jake, it was specifically those women who I made sure to tell, like, if I'm hanging out with this guy too much, if uh, you can tell that I am prioritizing him too much over the rest of my friends, I need you guys to hold me accountable. And they did. And so now as we transitioned from you, Mary, off you, Mary, 
Jake and I realized once we moved off campus, we thought, okay, we have so many great friends that are still in the Bismarck Mandan area. Where is everybody? And it was through those thoughts and desires. And then we had been approached by several other couples and several other individuals that had the same question and desire of like, where did we know people are around, but where are they? And there was nothing happening in the Bismarck Mandan area catering to those age ranges. Mm-hmm. So after probably too many people <laughs> telling us and asking <laughs> us, Jake and I took a step back and thought, okay, why are we continually being told this? Why is this constantly being brought up in our prayer and constantly being brought to us? So for about two months, we just took a step back and prayed about it. And when I was praying about a possible name for this maybe group that would be happening, John fifteen five, which is when Jesus says, I'm the vine, you are the branches, came up countless numbers of time through readings and mass, through songs that I was listening to, through random conversations that I was having. And it, God made it very clear that that is what he wanted the name of the group to be. And it has been so fruitful because it supports our mission and it supports our setup. So we had talked about we come together at Holy Mass, which is where Jesus, the true vine, is. Mm, and then after Mass, we branch out. Just even first, we just branch out right to the cathedral, right? But in that one night, there are so many little branches that can be formed and so many different tools of evangelization that can happen. I know that I'm not able to sit down and have an hour conversation with you, Father, that's going to be vulnerable and super fruitful and super faithful because I know my job for the night is to be a hostess. But that doesn't mean that you're not able to sit down with somebody who maybe I see and I see, oh, this person's standing over in the corner. Hey, I know this awesome priest. I'm sure he would love for you to get involved in St. Anne's. I bring him to you. I set the scene. I walk away. I let the Holy Spirit do whatever he needs to do with you and this other person. Right? But if these people, if these young adults don't recognize that they need these friendships, and if they don't just do the first step of showing up, then they're not opening the door and they're not inviting what the possibility could be. You know, and to this point, Eileen, uh, I, I do wonder too, you know, you, you, you use the word intentional, which I think is so important because that's, you know, it's, it's, it's like the fabric of, of our Lord's encounters <laughs> with uh, the characters of the gospel, you know, as, as prolific as St. Matthew or, you know, as, as, as lower as like an unnamed soldier. But it seems like when you gather then after mass at the cathedral, it, the, the program is just fellowship. You don't have yep. a speaker, Mm-mm. you don't have a stage. It really is like, you know, to use the lyric mix and mingle mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's it. Very, very intentionally. So, and I think I'm going to steal a family member's quote here, actually, Bishop Vetter. That's kind of an underlying tone of the branches. Don't be weird. <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> so he has had two lines that have been very specifically told to Jake and I, which were like, oh, were we weird before? <laughs> when yes. we were getting married. Yes. Well, probably. The week of our wedding, he asked, are you guys still getting married? And we said, yes. And he said, good. Marriage is for adults. And walked away. And we were oh. like, oh. Cool. And then after that, he, you know, we had talked about something else and he was like, yeah, just don't be weird. And I was oh, like, oh, cool. Great. But it's so 
true, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. we very intentionally have this mix and mingle because there's a there's a lot of weird in the world. There's a lot of good in the world too, and that yeah, we as young adults have such an opportunity here to show the world how beautiful and joyous the Catholic faith is. When I think the Catholic faith gets such all these different stigmas of they're just these rule followers that are not open to anything or they're just, it's so boring or it's like, first of all, those people maybe don't take a step back to actually intentionally get to know what the Catholic faith is. But as young adults, we have this amazing opportunity, especially the Knights of the Branches to come together and maybe show some other young adults who are maybe struggling in their faith. Maybe don't see the Catholic faith as a beautiful faith to show them, look, we are normal human beings that love adoration. We love praise and worship. We love Jesus and mass, but we also love cornhole and hammerschlagen and <laughs> yeah. having a drink. And that's okay. It's good because Jesus also liked wine and he also <laughs> liked parties. <laughs> and uh, again, it's an evangelization tool. <laughs> yeah. And what a great way to look at it. You know, I, I, I am so inspired by, you know, just the excitement in your voice for this <laughs> because, you know, I look back at two daughters that had, um, were very involved in sports, played okay. at the college level as well. Um, my older daughter, she would come to adoration at Corpus Christi on mm. game days wow. um, in the morning before she went mm. because, you know, she needed that closeness. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, if, they've ha- if they have that foundation, they may veer a little bit, but I think they'll come back because they yes. know, you know, the importance of, of the Catholic faith. Absolutely. You know, it's just, um, it connects you. Mm-hmm. It, so. a- it absolutely does. Eileen, mm-hmm. does... Do non-Catholics come to the group? We have had, we've had a couple non-Catholics come. It's definitely more of like, my friend told me to come, or my friend said she was going to this thing, and she didn't really tell me what it is, and now I'm here, and wow, this is really Catholic. (laughs) But then they come, and they see, oh, these people are, are just playing pinnacle and drinking beer, but then right next to them is you know, a seminary and Isaiah Fisher or somebody who is having a super in-depth talk about transubstantiation or something. And it's like, they they can exist together. Yeah. They're supposed to coexist together. Yeah. There's, that, there's something really beautiful about that. Mm-hmm. Your, your night of 5.30 adoration in front of the Blessed Sacrament, 6 o'clock praise and worship, yep. 6.30 Holy Mass, all at, our, uh, at the cathedral. Um, scheduling, if... if uh, uh, persons can't make it to the whole thing. Are they invited to come to one, it- come to all? Oh. This is, uh, we again, very intentionally want it to be an open atmosphere of uh, like you come to what you think God is calling you to come. Also as a mom, I know that stuff happens. <laughs> and so we've had moms that are like, Oh, our babysitter dropped off. We also provide daycare for kids that are one and older. So oh, from, nice. uh, yes. Yeah, so from six thirty until nine, the families that maybe just don't have a ton of babysitters or don't know if they can put their kids off on somebody else, bring them to daycare, even if you can just come for an hour. Come, get a drink, come go to Mass, and then leave. Whatever whatever you think needs to happen. If uh, people want more information, they go to your Facebook page, because I just I want to get down to yes. those are listeners. So the, mm-hmm. Facebook, the branches, you have your own page. Yep. And then I think like a, a win-win is just... It, it, you know, if you're listening, Real, Real Presence uh, Faithful, oh. go to the cathedral. I'm sure there's plenty of publications there. I do know just by way of our meeting, Eileen, <laughs> that you're, 
you're seeking the priest advocacy. And so Absolutely. most priests in the area are going to know about this. <laughs> have you had good luck with that? I mean, are, are priests able to speak on your behalf now? Have you made your contacts? Are you still working on that? Or? You know, it's touch and go. We, um, another member of our core team and myself, we've reached out to every single priest in the parish. Um, we haven't good heard back. You. Oh, thank you. We haven't heard back from all of them, but we also know that they're busy. Um, but we are, we're just going to keep knocking down those doors. <laughs> <laughs> So if you're a priest and you're listening, (laughs) (laughs) and they are, are. way to put that in there. That's pretty cool. You know, and, and I think those, those friendships, you know, just speaking from, um, you know, adult formation type things, my husband and I joined a Bible study. I joined first three years later, he joined, we've been in it for, we're going on our seventh year. We have wonderful friends. In fact, we just, two other couples and my husband and I made a trip to Linton. We went down to visit Ooh. Father Ani. We went okay. to his mass and we took him out for lunch. And so there you build those friendships. Yes. And, you know, how wonderful. And yes. hopefully, you know, uh, you know, our young adults can do the same. And it's, that's, it's great. So Thank kudos you, to you guys for doing that. Thank you. Yeah. Eileen, what, um, what is your, make your invite? You know, we got a, like a minute or two before break. If there's Come. anything you want to say to that, you know, who's tuning in and, and is like, yeah, I should go, but I don't know anybody. You know, and, and <laughs> you know me. <laughs> you know me because you hear my voice now. Um, yeah. So end of October, early November, we just want you to come. Whoever you are, whoever is listening, you don't have to know everybody there. You don't have to know anybody. You don't even necessarily have to know the Catholic faith. That's actually the beautiful thing is the majority of us, we will never know everything about the Catholic faith, but we need friends and we need the faith to keep us on the journey of actually pursuing our faith. So come, have a drink, sit down. If you don't know anybody, come find me. I'll probably be wearing an apron and carrying a platter of something. <laughs> and I'll introduce you to somebody. Beth, I'm glad you said that on the air. Because platter and, and apron is pretty noticeable in a, in a group of eight. But I think that That's makes it cool. you know, unintimidating. Is, you know, I think yeah. with Bible studies, they're, they're valuable and, and they're needed. And small groups are needed. Book studies are needed. Yes. But when you're approaching numbers like 1680... Yep. You know, it's a crowd, and I think that's yep. it's going to span outside of a clique or a social circle. You're going to have a – it's a group of people that just, uh, you know, are, are their hearts are alive, and, and they want that friendship. Eileen, thank you. Yes, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having yep. me. and appreciate that. So up next, we have Dr. Ralph Martin. He'll join us to share about his upcoming trip to our area. Stay tuned. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network.